0: Welcome to the Mo Podcast.
1: A place where individual stories
2: come to life.
0: This is how we need to be communicating with people. This is how we support people's personal development.
2: It's important to speak about people believing in people.
1: The more you're able to let go of your limitation, the more you step into your power, your inner authentic power.
2: Mo, a place for me,
1: others, everyone. Hello, in today's podcast we will be hearing from Natalia Tolkowska and we'll be learning all about her life's journey starting in post-Soviet Poland all the way to the path that has led her to working with the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. This episode gives us some really incredible insights into the importance of connection and some really useful home truths about believing in your passions. This is a really great opportunity to learn more about the people who make up the Mo community and we really hope that it inspires you. We've been away for a little while but now we're back to share some fantastic conversations. There are a few final podcasts to be released which Darren recorded a little while ago. We hope that you enjoy what he and his guests have to offer and we hope that this recording will be a comforting reminder of the warmth and wisdom that he brought to our community.
0: So, um, so welcome everyone. Um, it's Darren here, and uh, I'm really, really pleased that today um, on the Mo Pod Venture we have the wonderful Natalia. Natalia, welcome to the Mo Podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to this one. So, so now it's really funny. We were just having a quick chat before we, we sort of put this on live. And, and, and it's so funny, um, because, you know, I wrote down on here, the original momenty. So I, I kind of, before we get into that, and we get into the kind of gangster that is, um, that N- Natalia, let's, um, let's kind of find out about you. So first off, who are you, Nat?
2: <laughs> who am I? I'm just a curious person wandering around this world, <laughs> trying to figure out some things. Um I'm I'm just a simple, I think, curious person that that was given this this skill, I guess, where I can in the same time, listen to people, make something out of it and produce a visual interpretation of that. So I guess that skill kind of led me to a conversation with you. Um, yeah, in in the shortest way.
0: Yeah. And so many more levels. That's just a tiny part of the, the wonderful onion I've got at the moment. So I'm going to go with the onion metaphor. There's so many levels to you. It's amazing. So, so um, obviously, we're, you know, you're in London now. Um, we're in the UK. Um, but that's not where you began life. So where were you born?
2: I was born in Poland.
0: What was it like growing up?
2: Small town, you know, uh, nothing really going on, Uh, post-communist town where everything is really much concrete and some greenery, and that's kind of what you grow up with, which I always thought like, oh, what a shame, like, what if I grew up in like Paris or something or New York, and I would have all this like visual stimulus since I'm young, but on the other hand, I think the gift that these places give you is the simplicity and having to come up with stuff and having to be very creative to come up even with your play and with the way you interact with your friends and where you go. And suddenly this boring block becomes your castle and you spend five hours running around coming up with stuff. So I think, yes, very much simple upbringing, very much in a small flat in Poland, um, which I think made my brain want to create as much as possible. So I'm one of those people that, for example, always drew... Always came up with stuff, always recorded myself, always danced, always sang, always run around, that kind of thing. Uh, Because when there's nothing really around you, you just need to make stuff up. I guess.
0: Well, absolutely. You know, I completely agree. And, uh, agree and um, imagination and imagineers and creating that in a world and landscape is so essential. And and as we know, everyone's got imagination and people forget that and creativity um, and people forget that. And we'll get into some of the things that you're doing around that. So there's so many layers to, to our relationship and and friendship and everything that it is. And it's lots of things. One of the things that I've always known about us is the, the love we have um, for, for our mums. So, you know, your mum, just just for a second, just sort of share how important your mum is to you.
2: Well, she's been the mum and the dad. She's been the kind of person that always believed in me, no matter what. And, you know, she's been the person that if I wanted to try something, she would do everything she can to make that happen. And again, I grew up with a pla- in a place where, you know, now if I look at young people, if there was a amazing dance school i would be there but there was nothing like that so my mom just always was trying to cater to any of my silly ideas or buy me the crayons or buy me the papers or try to buy us the first computer or whatever in that way she was always there but more than that she was just always a very supportive human um, and she had a lot on her back but um, we are both me and my brother very grateful that we turned out hopefully to pretty decent people <laughs> who are you know trying to do pretty uh, hopefully valuable things and share our skills with the world so I'm just very grateful that i have her
0: mm, yeah and it's and i know family so important to you You always talk to me about you love being an aunt and your brother is so important to you as well so it's great that you gave him a mention there as well so did you get do you get to see them much or is it all virtual at the moment have you managed to get home at all recently
2: yes we're in touch virtual thank god for that my brother's just had a third baby don't wow. know how he does it so so there's even more reasons to go and see them so very much soon i'm sure i'll be packing up and going on that plane um but yeah we're all still in touch and everyone's great so thank you yeah we're good
0: no fantastic that's fantastic right so then um school and then university so i know you went to university so where did you go to you know what was school life like and, and then where did you go to university um
2: school in my hometown very much simple nothing crazy and I always struggled with like oh there's not enough subjects that I want to do like it was very you know like this and this and geography and biology and stuff and I appreciated learning these things but I was like whilst I was re- uh, like learning all the rivers in Poland I was like but where's art where's music where's this, where's that where's art animation you know I was always a bit like feeling like there's not enough for my brain and I'm, I need more, I need more to kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know, learn from it. Then studies, I went to Wrocław, if anyone's familiar, if you've ever been, very nice city in Poland, Southwest, one of those bigger ones, lots of students, very great energy. I studied languages. I studied, I could become a teacher of English to foreigners. And that led me to MA studies in London, in translation, bilingual translation, interpretation, which means that I could sit in Brussels with a mic, I guess that would be the dream, and translate people in real time or interpret their conversations. And that's that's kind of where, where it led me. And purely I picked languages because there was nothing I could do with art that would practically give me a job. So the nuance in Poland was always like, oh, don't go to art school. Because what are you going to do afterwards? You're going to just like, what, sell your paintings somewhere and become a non-earning person. And I I loved always art, but I was also very pragmatic and practical. So language was another thing that I really loved. And English was coming to me very easily. I studied for many years. So I was like, okay, let's go the language way. We'll see where that takes me.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously – Mirka, my wife is Slovak, and it's so and she she took the same path as you for the very same reasons. It was like that was the thing so it's really interesting what gets shared in the schooling systems you know in those regions around that 's a really important job and it's seen as a really high status job as well to be in Brussels as a linguist and a translator and it's such a skill i mean such an incredible skill and talent to have um so at that point you are you whilst you're doing all this you know how is your um, fervent artistic creative imaginative mind how is that playing out in your life so are you still are you doing all your doodles what are you doing about cartoons and art how's that playing into your life while you're while you're studying this ma and um, your degree
2: so doodles and drawing and cartoons and making anything with art was always there since i was a kid since i remember so it's one of those things where someone says oh since i'm two i sang well since i'm two i drew so, so it was my yeah. escapism, it was my safe place, it was my uh, happy place, you name it, uh, it was giving me all the things that I needed to, so it was making me kind of go into this different world, and um, yeah, I was always creating Disney, um, Japanese anime, cartoons, Looney Tunes, you name it, I was just in awe. My biggest dream was always, you know, if I could ever work for Disney, that would like change my life. I still do. If anyone mm. is from Disney, please call me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, but um, yeah, so it was it was just a way for me to just be me, I guess, and just escape into my own world. And my mom always said, like, give her paper and pen and she's happy. And it was that simple. I just would copy for hours, draw for hours. And whilst I was going through schools and everything, that was always somewhere there, but it was... It was there. It wasn't anything that I thought of um, seriously. I wanted to study it, but again, there was nothing like character animation or something specific that I could do. It was nothing like that. So it was there as a hobby, as a as an art form. I did few like kids books illustrations when I was studying in Poland. I was paid. I think. Oh my god! Doesn't even matter how much I was paid, like nothing. But I was the happiest person when I did that because it was first time. When in like a professional manner, someone wanted my art, my skill from me other than that, what I'm studying. So that was very exciting. Um, But that's it. It was always on the back burner, always somewhere there you know
0: as a hobby yeah no it's fantastic and and we share the absolute love of disney the the fundamental difference is you can draw and i can squiggle but not draw like you i mean it's amazing and we'll get to that story we'll get to that you know when we met and and one of the things that happened for me and i really want to hear your side of that because we've never really gone, gone into depth like we are today um but i love disney and here's a here's a really ridiculous thing right so you know i use the little d you know as that's my you know that's how i sort of um sign off so if you look at the disney signature the new one it's got a little d in it so there you go so i always think oh look you see like that's me trying to be an imagineer you know it's like even disney is saying go on be it i'm only kidding but it just it's so funny what the creative mind can kind of spot but um i love disney absolutely love it so hopefully have you never worked with disney in your in your um capacity like in all the things that you've done
2: yes and no they were in the room which i was just oh. the happiest person they were in the room when we were working with google oh. they were the clients I was in the same room, I was in HammerSmith in their offices, and I was having the best time of wow. my life. But never.
0: <laughs> well, we're, we're yeah. going to get we're going to deep dive in all the wonderful um, organisations that you've worked with, including um, you know prime ministers as well, which is just amazing. Now, I can't wait to get into that side of the story. So let's let's take it back. So you you've left Poland. You've come and done an MA in London. Yeah. So what university was that?
2: University of Westminster in London. Okay
0: simple yes and what and what was it what was it or was there something that said i want to go to london or did you just pick a map and go i want to do this course
2: no i was completely there was no idea i always had big dreams but it was a it was a sheep factor effect so my friends started talking about it at the end of the uni and they were like should we go to london like we we could study in london i didn't even it's so weird there was no no one talked about it. No one offered it. There was no international uh, kind of exchanges in my area, nothing like that. So I was very much like, okay, I'll pass and I'll continue my life as a translator or something. I'll move somewhere. Should I move here? Should I move here? Don't know. I knew I don't want to stay in my hometown because there's really nothing to do. Um, so my brain needed more. But it was few friends uh, talking about moving. And at the end, the funny story, everyone fell out for some reason. I don't even know what happened. Drama of young people. So I went on my own with two wow. legs. Terrified, not knowing anyone, having a room in Bermondsey for £80 a week or something set up. Yeah. With, yeah. And terrified. My first flight. Oh, my, my life. Yeah. So that was like... <clears throat>
0: Jeepers. And so, so what year is this? Where are we in, in sort of time 2008 2008. okay so 2008 so you've you've come to London was that your first ever trip to London yes and obviously your English now is exceptional but what was your English like then your spoken and written English
2: so I would think similar I just had I think more American accent because at the school they were teaching us American accent and I picked it purely because I loved friends there was no other deeper thought to it and I think after coming here and like talking to people for ages, and people say "can't" rather they can't, they just <laughs> pick it up, and it's like a Polish American English fusion.
0: Wonderful, yeah, yeah. Well, we love fusion. Okay, so so 2008, so it's a year's course. So that takes you yeah. what to 2009, end of September 2009, somewhere or July 2009, something yeah. like that, was it? So what happened then?
2: Yeah, the you thing finish is- uni. I was supposed to go home i was supposed to yeah. go home but there was no plan i just me being me what do you do back in old days you go on gumtree you research meetups you research things that young people can do i joined this free thing where you can like film people interview people uh meet new people i went to all sorts of events and uh the, twitter came up to the world and uh, you know i started going more to old street and shoreditch where all these cool startup people started hanging out on fridays for free with a beer and uh, my curiosity was a bit like what is this world of these people just catching up like nothing that i had an experience with that you can just go and ask someone for a coffee and that doesn't have to mean anything you can just talk to a very interesting person and i was doing so much of that with my silly creative brain that I was like, what can I do to stay here? I like it here. I want to stay here. I need to support myself. So I need to get a job. And I got a job whilst I was studying because I wanted to support uh, my mom paying for me staying there. And that was a big uh, ask. So whilst I was already studying, I was teaching. So I became a teacher for special needs kids, um, for also for, in regular schools. And I was teaching art on and off because it was kind of like through agencies, not a real school hiring me. So it was very confusing a bit and kind of last minute so you could get a call in the morning and like do you want to come for a week to the school or do you want to come for this morning at 6am someone would give you a call it was it was so so tiring in that manner but then i got a job at school for like a year or something so i was i was uh, teaching through quite a few years and i could stay and just feed my curiosity Mm.
0: and then and then so let's, let's go to that moment where you and I sort of collided. And I think it was on Twitter, wasn't it? So, so yeah, tell me the story from your perspective, because we've never really talked it through. Like, you know, we know there was that moment and we know that that was the, the, that period. Um, but, yeah, we've never discussed this. So this is – I'm really looking forward to this. So, um, yeah, so what happened? So tell me – you know, bring it up to speed. Where? What year is it and what happened from your perspective?
2: So I would think 2012, I would think – because yep, that's when our time started or 2011 and I wouldn't know. So so somewhere there this magic happened. Um, we had a mutual friend. I was all over Twitters and social and, as I said, kind of meeting people, talking to people, just being curious. And I was very miserable at my job because I wasn't teaching anymore. Teaching was lovely and was so fulfilling, but there was so much admin, so much part of it that I was like, oh, this is not entirely what I want to do. So then I was like, oh, go to a startup. Let's do the whole startup thing. Everyone does startup. I can do that stuff. Let's do it. So I became a kind of a community manager, you name it, at a startup. And it was not great. I'll just say that. It was the longest hours. I was Paid less, I think, than the minimum wage in the country. So it was not as you would imagine. And it was literally just sitting in front of the computer for hours without any breaks. God forbid you have a break. So at that point, it was a bit like that frustration grew in terms of, okay, I want to be in London, but I also don't want to kill myself. There's no point. I know I have other skills that I can maybe, maybe I'll go back to Poland. Maybe I'll try and do something else. But I was quite stuck. So famous Twitter tweet I, as again, I was told about you through a mutual friend. So that was the kind of how I found you. I looked you up, of course, on the internet as everyone does. And I tweeted you something around, hi Darren, I'm Natalia. I I draw a lot. I would love a coffee or something. I don't even know what the tweet said. I'm sure we can find that famous tweet. And to my surprise, because it's not that everyone just straight away answers you and is ready to give you their personal time to a stranger, because why would they? You actually responded. You were like, okay, let's meet for breakfast. You were very quick. I was like, almost like, wait, I didn't process this yet. Yes. Because I knew you were like, uh, I, I knew you do mo, more and uh, I knew you were a very exciting coach and consultant. And I was just looking at all your business. And I'm like, uh, interesting person. So before i know it you came from greenwich i think all the way to earl's court because my sad self was starting job very early and around i think 7 a.m or something we went to the dojiest cafe where i couldn't even buy you probably a coffee or something properly i i think i did but it was just not a great place and i'm sitting there opening my sad little book with my illustrations that don't make any sense don't connect at all it's just this and that and this but that's all i had and i'm like i know there's more in me this is what i do i'm working here now i'm so upset i don't know what i why i'm even wasting your time but i know you're an interesting person can i speak to you what do you think i should do what do you think i could do that's kind of all i can remember from my perspective feeling like a silly person for wasting your time here you are sipping your tea Uh, You know, and that's where the magic started. I think I was quite, it was a quite profound hour for me in my life. I always say, because of the things you told me, because how clear you were with me, how I think you saw something in me before I could see it. And I was literally like, the best word is flabbergasted. Is that the word? I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, what just happened?
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, So what was the. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. And, and do you, what was the outcome of our conversation? You know, from your perspective,
2: my perspective was you were like all I can remember very strongly. You were you were saying things very uh, very clearly. You have a talent. You're wasting your time here. What is this job? Um, this is my number. Call me up. Make a website. I don't know what you need to do. Cards, whatever. You you've got something here. Call me up. When you have these things, like, just sort yourself out, because this is, like, wasting your time, this job. So you were very, like, you were – there was a lot of love, but there was a lot of, like, strict kind of, like, what the hell are you doing? And it was, like, almost like a wake-up weird conversation I needed, although I never met you before. You're not my friend. You're not my family. Who are you? You know, to – like, so when you left, I remember I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, I met this person. Like, he's this businessman, and, like, he said – you know he gave me his number like and something of course like it can sound so strange to him yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, yeah.
2: <laughs> but I just knew right. there's something there you you were like this kick in the butt this invisible kick in the butt you didn't do anything but you did so much so that's my perspective how I remember this it was like a power hour for me I went to that job and I was just like I need to do this whatever that is I need to do this I have his number I have his number.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I remember it similar to that. And also, there's another fundamental bit for me that that um, I want to bring out. So it's um, but the thing that so what happened for me was was absolutely right. You messaged me, and I don't use Twitter; it's not a thing. Um, and I do. It's so funny. I do get how some people's cynical cynical minds would go, oh, well, what's this? You know, dodgy." A young a young lady meeting a guy that she's never met, and um, but I just remember you you um. You know, sending me a message, and I'm going. Oh yeah, love to meet you. Let's let's have a conversation. I was very much at that point in my life. Um, Mo was just beginning. We'd just done the work with Kids Company. We'd just finished that piece of work, The Pioneers, which was just an amazing uh, period of time working with that fabulous charity. And I was just Mo was just launching, and or about to be launched. And I just um, you know, you just came into my orbit, and um, and I went, yeah, no, love to meet you. Let's have breakfast. And what happened for me um, was that you were sitting there. And you're telling me your story and it associates so much with my own personal stories for different reasons, even though we come from different places. And I sat there looking at your portfolio of work and I was just like amazed because I used to just draw all the time in school and my teachers would tell me off and say, you're not listening. And I'm like, I'm really listening. like I'm using my imagination. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I was just I was just being. And, and I'm, so I stopped drawing because I used to draw chads and all this other stuff. But I just sat there and saw you. And what you were doing. And in my head at that time, Mo was really looking to how can we use education? And I just started joining dots. I'm like, Oh my God, like I could work with Natalia Nat, you know, she could, she could, you know, we could work so well together and she's just incredible. Like, and I just heard you in this shitty job, with shitty people around you, not the people, but the, 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 the environment. And I just, you know, I was like, this is, this, this can't happen. And I, I was looking at your work going, she's got massive talent. And I just, yeah, I just, I suppose I was like, I really believed in you. I really saw that potential. I think that's the gift of a, a coach and a mentor. And as, as parents, all people have got that sort of gift if you want it. And I you yeah, absolutely fundamentally believed in your, your gift. And I remember it slightly. I don't know if you remember it like this, but I remember it going, give up your job. And we'll 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 hack you. Like we will get you set up. And we don't know what it is, but we'll get you set up. Um and it was ridiculous. Like we'd had an hour together. Like we didn't know each other. But I just knew intuitively, and I'm very intuitive with the way that I at my best, I'm mean, intuition. And I just remember going Um, This will be good. This will be good. Absolutely amazing for you. But it's also it will prove what I believe that if you believe in people, they can they can kind of surprise you and you have done nothing but constantly surprise, not surprise because I always believed in you, but you just what you what you've built. So absolute pivotal moment um and you know you then just you left that meeting it's so lovely to hear you rang your mum and i'm sure she was going who the hell is this guy (laughs) and i remember me i met her a couple of years ago and she's amazing and it was so lovely to finally meet her so you 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 go out you leave that job and you get your business cards and yeah tell tell the story what what's happened where have you taken it to now we don't have to dwell on that story too much we've talked about that moment it was an amazing moment you know it's we're friends for life you know it's like i you know love what you're doing but it's yeah it's amazing what can happen in just an hour you know there was so much for me in that not just for you that's the thing to say is like this wasn't just about me being kind it was like I saw your potential. And one of the first projects we did was that we did the Mo Kids book A to Z. Do you remember like it, I think two people bought it? But you know, that, that was the, that was that was where I was learning about Mo Foundation and what the potential of Mo could be with young people and um people. Um And it was like you were helping me to prove that actually you can believe in people like genuinely like, you know, that's why Mo's gone on to believe and support so many people, because you were one of those critical people in my life um, as I was exploring this as the founder and as the the kind of creative entrepreneur, because I didn't know if I was mad. Like I often think I'm mad, but I mean, I didn't know how mad I was. Does that make sense? And if there was any if it was reasonable to believe in believing that you can help people like that. Does that make sense? So yeah. it, it wasn't just I'm there to help you. I'm not that, you know, I am that nice person, but I'm also not that nice person in the sense of there was so much in it for me that I probably didn't know. And it's only when you look backwards, like nine years on, I can reflect on it and go, what was going on in that moment? Like how, why did I do that? And how did we do that? And how did she do that? And like, it was just amazing coming together a world. Amazing.
2: I think like, I don't want to go too deep because I'll start crying or something. Cause I spoke about this moment so many times and I, and I will always speak about it because as you say, it's important to speak about people believing in people like you coming to see mm-hmm. me all the way from different part of London, someone you never met younger than you in some shitty job, trying to say something to you with your world, being busy with your family, with your work. Like again, what a gift. I think we like for me, what i learning that your behavior taught me even more to give that behavior it's it's kind of like a you just you just give what you got you know what i mean so what i'm learning from me to kind of share that energy and knowledge with other people and you know i love to mentor now other people and i love to help where i can and whatever but i think it's very important to mention i i like to be very practical about the story because i didn't have any savings with my shitty job You came as a person to say, yes, this is my number. Let's figure this out. But you also said, I'm going to support you for six months financially. Where I was like, what the hell? Who says that? We agreed on a rate and you gave me a challenge. You said for six months, I'm going to be kicking your ass. I'm going to be seeing you often, talking to you often. This is my office. This is where I want to see you or wherever we are in London. Number one, you go off and... Show your work because damn it, it's good and you need to do this more and speak to just more people and you need to be very open that this is what I do now. You need to believe that this is what you do now. You're not a teacher, you're not this, you're not that. And you are very specific. If you earn something in that month, we minus that in what we are investing in you so that you earn that well done. If it's a really bad month for six months, I'm supporting you. And I always say that because... For so many people like I couldn't do that with my state of mind and being on my own in London, having no uh savings mm-hmm. to just leave a job. It sounds amazing and movie like and inspiring, and like I would love to do that, but there's a rent to pay, it's an expensive yeah. city. Let's be honest, right? I'm young, there's nothing coming at me for me from someone, I had no support in that way. I have the most loving family, but it was very clear. If you want to stay in London, got to start yourself. And that's what I've always was. So when you came with that, let's call it helping starting hand, I was, I was like, I was in shock when like first month came and your lovely uh, assistant, you know, literally emailed me and everything. And she was like, Natalia, yes. So this is for this month and all that. Please let us know how it's going. I'm like, what the hell in the world? We didn't sign anything. We didn't I need to say that part because I think it's very, very important not to miss that, that yes, you believed in me as a person. You, we were there to, in a weird, magical, cosmic way, wanting to help me in the right moment because it was right moment for you, but also you supported my start. That is something that I couldn't sign up for. I couldn't find, I couldn't, I couldn't Mm -hmm. get. So that was, that was the biggest inspiration for me and like the biggest energy I could get because... Oh my God, how much energy that gave me to go out there and prove myself and to myself, to you, to everyone that I can do this thing. Whatever this thing is, I'll figure it out. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I think it's a very important thing to mention because for the six months you were mentoring me intensely, you were kicking my butt, as I call it, because that's the style I really like where you give a lot of love, but you're also very strict in the way that, you know, you already know what you need to do. Mm. And yeah. if I was anywhere going a bit whiny about things and being like, oh, but no one's replying, but this, but that, you would literally get up on your food and be like, come back when you're more positive. Because like, <laughs> like you did that to me once. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't, but I have so much to say still. <laughs> and that was what a, a dick. Different.
0: What a dick I can be at times. Play for was That was like
2: a pivot moment. That was such a weird positive slap on my face where I'm always very positive I'm always very you know I'm yeah. gonna do it but I'm a human as well so at some point I was a bit like there were moments where I was not believing in myself struggling mm. something was not connecting I was a bit blue. so when I came with that sort of attitude you were like come back when you're more positive let's talk about it and then in two days later I'm like I figured it out and again <laughs> you did not do anything but you did mm. so much you know yeah. so that's something to me that's profound that's profound
0: So I just want to unpack that a slightly just so any young people listening, I think the first thing to say is that, um, you know, I call it the fallacy of hierarchy is that, you know, Nat, we were the same. We're All humans are the same in my mind. There is no hierarchy. And I get the power plays and everything else, but that, I think that's really important to say. So the, the first message to any young people is, if there's someone that you you are looking up to, well, first off, why are you looking up to them? And understand that. But also, you know, if they haven't got the humility to actually respond to you, then they're not the nice person that you might think or they might be too busy. It's quite interesting. Um, you know, I, I really think that's important. But, you know, ask them. That's the bottom line is what I wanted to get across is ask. Like, if you don't ask, you'll never get. So I think that's important. Second thing, I think it's really important. Yeah, you've got to get your safety net right. And and that's what we got, your safety net. But the other things we did was we got your psychological safety net right as well. And we believed in you and you've got you to believe in yourself and got you into that optimistic space and that creative space. And I think that's really but we're really interesting listening to you there is your mindset shifted. You started to really believe in yourself and in your vision. And that, that for me is like, that's, that's the critical moment. Cause the thing we always say, and what you're talking to is, is, is what I call in Mo and what I call in my life is tough love. So it's loving, but it's tough. It's like, no, come on, you can do this. Like, we, I'm holding the highest beliefs in who you are and what you can achieve in this world and I'm not going to kind of back down from that I'm not lowering my standards for you and I'm having this debate with my 14 year old at the moment because she's saying to her mum and her step mum and her family oh dad's holding these really high standards for me and he's expecting me to get A's and everything else and I'm like I'm too damn right I'm holding you to high standards darling because you know you've got that potential and like all kids have got that potential and I'm going to hold that standard for you until you're holding it and guess what she's starting to get A's like and it's just amazing like, right? it's a amazing like when we believe in people more than they believe in themselves eventually they start believing in themselves and they don't need you anymore in that sense they don't you know they're off and they're out there doing it like you're doing it supporting others which is incredible so i think there's a lot in what you've just shared around your whole mindset shifted like shifted and i think the more that there was the support, and the more you could trust that support. So Tracy emailing you and going, "Here we go." That must have been like, "Yeah, I can get it," because because uh, I do know, like anyone, you would have gone, "Is this for real?" Like, "Is this Seriously. person?" Yeah, and and yeah, no, and and trust me, if I could do this for more and more people, I would, you know. But I didn't want to go down that sort of accelerator route. Mo doesn't have unlimited funds. I certainly don't have unlimited funds. So, and also, I quite like the hack and i think that again the lesson for me was it was a time based agreement there was no contract never will be it was a kind of person to person agreement and you nailed it like you you really got it you really got it so talk. can you still remember what that first six months was like
2: i mean intense amazing and and challenging but i was so excited always to speak to you. and and the funny thing the psychological twist here is Yes, you promised a monthly pay if I don't do well. But the twist was, I wanted to beat them. So yep. yes, it, you know, depending on a month, you you know, things happen, things don't happen. I was actively doing things. That's why I had this little you know whiny moment and then went up like probably anyone else. Uh, but it was a very interesting twist um, where I saw that actually I'm doing well and like it was like a game against what we promised. So I wanted yeah. to beat that. Uh, maybe just because of the type of person I am or whatever. But sometimes, of course, things worked against me. There was no one that was interested, whatever. But even if a 200-pound came in from my, let's say, you know, energy, from my work, I was the happiest person. So it was just the, this fast-paced, intense, almost... I don't know how to call it, but for me, it's like you set me up for my next chapters of life. Literally, i always whenever I'm a bit lost or whenever something's challenging or whatever, I'll always go back to that time. Meaning I will come back to the things you told me. I will come back to the things you taught me. I'll, I'll come back to our conversations, the, the good ones, the bad ones, the whatever. It's just such an important, uh, the, the most important thing about it was that someone believed in me. That's outside of mm. my family. Cause you know, hopefully mm. we have all families where at least one person cares about us or friends. Um, so that was very strange. That uh, out of my circle, someone literally saw much more even than I could see. And once, as, as you said, once someone does it to you actively, intensely, you know, like it's like a, you're like, yeah, I'm that. I am that. Like I am that. And then like it yeah. changes. Like, am I that? I, I'm freaking that. You know, nice. and not to nice. become okay or anything like that, but just to yeah. become. Hi, I'm Natalia. I visualize things. I'm an illustrator, I'm a designer, I'm a consultant, I'm a strategist, you name it. It grew in my confidence with time, of course, the things Mm. that I can say about myself. But I always come back to that time that it was, oh, it was the most kind of, you know, it set me up for the type of person I am. Like, you know, we always talk about it. Even if, if things go down and things will go down, that's the time to reflect, to think, to be active, to get in touch, to work. When the things go up and everything, of course, manage them and do them and, but never lose that sort of, you know, always work on that flow, right? Like when it's low, you need to do the work. When it's up, you need to maintain that work. And it's just always been that so many lessons in this short time that I wish that we had everything filmed almost, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's really interesting, is it? Because quite often with, um things about the sort of entrepreneurial creative journey is that that people talk about the business side of it. What they don't talk about is the the kind of psychological and emotional and the mental journey we have to go on, you know, cause it is as creatives anyway, every creative I've ever met and I'm a creative different type of creative. Um, um, or people that are imaginative, and again, I think everyone is imaginative. But there is a real roller coaster in people's lives, and it is a roller coaster running your own business. To the bits you're saying, the the highs of my God, people are really believing in this and buying into it, and want to be part of it. To, oh, I've just lost a geek for some reason, and I can't work out why, and I need to kind of reflect on it and, and kind of understand that. And it's, you know, it's learning how you navigate through that, that roller coaster and then also set yourself up for success. And we can get to, into some of those fundamentals in a minute around the sort of cash cow and making sure that you put money away and save and all those. Because I think they're really important lessons, you know, that I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey. You know, I've just been through COVID and it's had very little impact on me because of the fact that I live very humbly I save my money and I invest my money. And then it's like when the bad times come, like my family are protected. And I think that's what I always want any entrepreneur to do because the bad times will come. You know, we've just gone through the second economic crisis, you know, in, in the world, you know, maybe the third in the last 10 years. It's That cycle is only going to increase. The, the volatility I think that we're going to experience is only going to increase. But anyway, rather than philosophizing and about the economics, what I want to get into is let's let's get up to speed with where you are right now. Because I think... Let that is just for me it's just phenomenal what you've done and it is you that's done it and i know you've got a team and a community but you and you have made this happen like you have to own this so tell us where you know 2021 we're recording this what is it march april 2021 um it's just about turning to april isn't it where where is natalia you know uh, where is Natalka Design and all the things that you? So when you look at your life design, which is something we've done, dream boarding is something you've helped me with as well. Um, you, you know, when you look at your life design, tell us where you are right now. You know, including Why? your wonderful, wonderful flat home by the by the river.
2: <laughs> well, now that you say that, you know, like that's one of those little dreams. Not little dreams. I, I underestimated. I always. Always dreamt of living anywhere by the water, by a canal in London, and here I am. So, um, yeah, so there's so much to be grateful for. Right now, I'm 35. Natalka Design is uh, over nine years. So next year, I'm doing a big party with humans. No masks. I hope you come. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> main guest. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. So Natalka Design, nine years. Doodly Do follows it with seven years because it's the events, doodling you know, a kind of experiences that I popped up after Natalka Design. That's very much running side by side to it. Um, I've got a small team. Yes, I'm very proud of it. I even hired someone uh, through pandemic, which freaked me out. And I did it and it's working well. And I believed in that person. What a wonderful person. What a smart, smart guy. Um, so I've got a small team. We, But since beginning of Natalka Design, it's very still much. It was always remote. I always really enjoyed working remotely mm. and being set up digitally. Yes, I had to go in person to meet people, to consult them, to work with them, but I always believed in working with any type of person with any skill. Of course, that my job allows me that, so I understand that not everyone can do that, but till now our main animators in Venezuela, our, you know, designers in Berlin, uh, most of us are in London around London. My comms person is in by the sea in England and uh, so forth and so on. So um, yes, it's it's a bit of a crazy one because of course pandemic hit. Yes, it killed off all our life experiences with clients. So all the events, all the internal sessions, you name it. Because everyone, of course, had to lock themselves down and forget any events. That industry was hit massively. But thankfully, because how I've been set up for many years, we work on iPads, we work on computers, we work on Wacoms, we work on software. So we can still provide any visual um, kind of content and pieces of work from the comfort of our homes. So as much as pandemic hit a lot at the beginning, cause no one knew what the hell's gonna happen. Now I see for many months we're we're doing really well and we're coming back because people need to still engage their clients and people still need to have conversations and people need to share their stories and mm. their messaging. So here we are still very much and thank goodness I always believed in that remote setup because that really massively helped me. I never wanted a big, massive, shiny office for some reason. I never cared to take care of 20 people at one time because I knew I wouldn't be able to. So I just gradually, very much, step by step, step by step, make decisions. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I go up. And that's just the journey, like you say. it's You never know, but you just... If you believe in it, you can kind of try and have that trajectory, have your savings and just step by step. I'm very much kind of, you know, risk, but very calculated risk, if I may.
0: Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 100 percent. So I'm going to pick them off because I think there's also another part to you, which is TEDx that I want to bring up as well. Right. Because it's just it's incredible what you've achieved with 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 the support of that wonderful organization, but also. That, you know it's built a platform for you to share lots of different stories and insights so first off to bring it to life um let's talk through Natalka design and and what it brings to the world and what it does and the portfolio of um work that you do the creative work you do so that's part one of that but then also i want you to share the roster of you know organizations corporates that you've you've worked with you know i saw that you just put out um one of my favorite organizations london air ambulance you know also and you're working with microsoft and, um, you know, I just saw your visual about that. So you've just done something about London Air Ambulance, which I love. You know, Chief Executive Jonathan Jenkins, who's a good friend of Mo as well and comes in to speak at our Dream Factory. So that's why I was laughing when I could connect you to and I, you might already be connected. And, uh, but it was just funny. It was a funny little moment for me. So, yeah, the, the amazing clients. And it's also the other thing I want you to share is it's taken you onto TV back in your homeland and internationally as well. So there's three or four things there. So what does it do? Who does it do it for? And where has it taken you? Who, what, where?
2: Uh, Who is it? So Natalka Design, basically, it's a company that does effective communication through visual storytelling. I finally nailed my line, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Uh, That's all the work you do during pandemic when there's no calls. You think about what you actually do. Um, Mm. The services are very clear at this moment, branding and marketing all through visuals. Um, internal comms and strategy workshops and live events Uh, they can be virtual so we cover live events with visuals the content of them so it's very clear kind of we we just help you engage with your message and the the funny thing is that since the beginning actually when one of our first projects I joined you ages ago at Network Rail when you were working with these guys amazing team and that was ages ago and suddenly yes I found myself in this corporate land and footsie 100 businesses and all the tech giants and you know it was it was surprising because i at the beginning i thought and with the biggest happiness in my heart if there would be any individuals that want to work with me or maybe some sme or maybe a charity or anyone like that i would be the happiest person but suddenly the door you know was knocked by the biggest names because they actually are often the ones that struggle especially internally to make sense out of all their information and all their change management and all their strategies and plan on a page and values and what does it mean. And um, so, so, yes, I was very surprised that since the beginning, it was quite very much known names knocking on the door. And that gave me also a lot of confidence that I'm I'm, I'm into something here. I'm, there's something here, you know, that I can really help people uh, do. So. that's kind of what Natalka
0: design is it's very much a global brand so you're being shy so I'm not going to but it's you know imagine all the big big tech players you know all the big organisations you just have to go and look on Natalka design and it is just a smorgasbord of incredible brands and well known brands that you have worked with it's just phenomenal like it's I just, yeah, I'm so proud of what you've done. And and like, I get that, you know, I remember that network rail and, uh, and a bunch of others and people like Catherine Tolper has really helped you and other people that we know in our, in our sort of friendship community. That's what's been so beautiful is that, You've come in, you've helped people that I know, and then you've helped other people and they go, oh, we love this. And then they go, oh, have you spoken to X, Y, Z? You know, it's you've you've really built that that wonderful brand where people just go, oh, you need to speak to Natalia because she's brilliant at this. And just to bring it to life. So some practical examples. So for instance like i'd have a conversation with you and you would just you would just dream board visually what, what we're sharing so i have my dream board from you so there you go as, as a person like i've mapped out my life dream and and you've listened to that and then you've gone here you go these does this what this look like you know and I had, a, I had a bit of a tough time of it recently and i sent you a bit of a message didn't i and then you sent me a lovely visual going this is what it sounds like where you are at the moment i'm like that's really lovely, thank you. Like it's just brilliant. Then organisationally, like you come in and listen to teams and you capture what they're sharing. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, and, and Andy Griffiths, who's a Mo trustee and also runs a really brilliant organisation called Investor Forum. You know, he's used you and he brings you in, and, and he's lo- he loves the work that you do. Um, and then. know bigger organizations i've seen you've built murals on entire walls of their values and their story and everything else it's incredible it's incredible and then you did the vr work as well didn't you the virtual reality work as well which i was like that looks really sexy um so it's just layers on layers so if you haven't haven't checked it out we'll give you all the contacts to natalia's website the other thing that you got to do that i want you to tell the story is come on Number 10 Downing Street, wasn't it? Or number 11 Downing Street? What happened? What happened?
2: (laughs) That was ages ago. Like, uh, what was his name? David Cameron? David? Because I always say James Cameron, and then people laugh at me. That is not the director of Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, yes, David Cameron, back in the day. So, that was a a job, uh, of course, through a beautiful event for the highest people in the country and abroad. So, the highest business moguls kind of invited to prime minister's garden to make a speech mm-hmm. to them, how they want to work with them, how they appreciate them, all that good stuff. So here yeah. I am, super chicken. I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, don't know uh, now. It was ages ago. Terrified. Um, but already working digitally with my little sad Samsung, I kind of a little tablet that I drew on. And that was a problem because I entered the, the room, the, you know, the, the, facility the space and people were like oh no sorry miss you have to take these away you can't really have any tech with you or any any tools because of course we take them away for security and everything and i was like no but that's my job (laughs) (laughs) so so that was fine in the end saw the speech uh i basically visualized in real time the key moments of his speech. And that was, of course, all private, all for a private use. You will never see the light of the day. Mm-hmm. But what a moment. What a moment in terms of, yes, all the you know, amazing companies that we work with, that is always a such amazing thing to get an email from anyone. Like recently we were speaking to UK Space Agency, and that that is like my dream. <laughs> like, what? Like, every time I speak to interesting people like that, I'm just like, wow, how can we help them? This is so interesting and different. But to yeah. get to Downing Street, the most known, I guess, address in UK, um, yeah. and have the pleasure of being in the same space with such inspiring people in terms of the the, the guests that he invited and his eloquent speech, because it was a pretty eloquent speech. I was impressed. Yeah. It is a moment. It is a moment. You can't lie. From a person who never studied art, came from a different country. Let's call me an immigrant, if we want. Uh, with oh, and, uh, yeah. Well, you know, a person <laughs> yeah, yeah. from yeah. a different place. I'm uh, great.
0: I think that's what we should re- rephrase "immigrant" to. To I'm great. There you go.
2: Love it. How are you... <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but you know, there there are a few layers to me that you could totally say, well, she's not going to be in that room ever. <laughs> so, so that was the moment of like. Wow. Okay. Even prime minister believes in visualizing his messages. I love that. Yeah. So, so there's something there, right? And it was definitely kind of a moment of like, wow, for me, for, for yeah, kind of my job.
0: It's absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Cause I, I, I again, no, I'm not trying to pick up, pick words, but f- I think the thing is about what you've done is it's not a job. It's what you love. It's your passion. It's your purpose in life. It's what gives you meaning. And you've, you've, you've found a way and I'm always aware of the kind of Vicky Gaia the pur- finding purpose in life. You know, do what you love, and then find a way that kind of earn money from it. And and here we are. Here's someone who's absolutely living their life on purpose. It's just incredible, life less ordinary, as I would call it. You know, you really are living your life less ordinary on your terms, which is just beautiful. And uh, I also know that you're really proud that you got to to go back home and um, go on. Wasn't it the one of the most famous or the biggest Polish kids' programs? Was that was that right? Is it?
2: like a morning show it's like think of a morning show sorry yeah i thought it was a
0: kid's show sorry morning show sorry i didn't want to sorry i didn't mean that polish tv (laughs) it's
2: fine yeah so uh, yeah actually went there three times they kind of invite me every other year or something because they had like 10 year anniversary something 15 year anniversary so here i am even during the pandemic it was okay to fly and everything um i visualized their morning show and their 15 years and all the hosts and everything now they printed it beautifully in the office and they still email me how everyone that comes in is such a conversation starter what a lovely you know again adventure so so yes uh, my mom becomes famous for a month in her hometown and everyone's happy
0: oh wow (laughs) wow that's fantastic
2: yeah
0: that's that's brilliant and then also you know where else around the world because the other thing that you were doing pre-pandemic and uh, i'm sure it will come back on was conferences wasn't it you go to conferences and you'd be that person capturing the conference on the side or or even sitting in the in the on your tablet as well sometimes you weren't even stood up there were you um so tell us that story like tell us some of the international travel that you've had had the opportunity to do yeah i mean i hope
2: it comes back let's see how it goes um but my job, my dream, my passion allowed me to fly many times to different countries, even including US and, you know, all around Europe. And we've been always, you know, working at sometimes 10K or more conference-sized people and just kind of visualizing all the talks and working on their social content and all that stuff. So it's just, it's crazy how, you know, it took me to places like New York, San Francisco, Miami, Uh, you know, most beautiful places in Europe, most beautiful venues as well. So sometimes it could be in UK, but we ended up in some freaking castle in the middle of Midlands or something. So just fascinating to see that world from that perspective, that each job, each project kind of can lead you to so many different adventures. You meet great people, you meet interesting people. Often when there's a client, there's also consultants, there's coaches, and you meet them during your evening after work. And it's just beautifully growing your network without even knowing uh, through these experiences so of course yes now everything's virtual but let's see how we go uh, let's see how we get on i already see more movement in events and people are kind of more confident to start planning you know uh, autumn events so let's see how it goes but um yeah a lot of flying which again wouldn't wouldn't predict hello 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 hello
0: so sorry now you know it's um my technology just went down so we're going to make this real this podcast other people would try and hide away from that but my 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 internet just went down so um we sort of lost a bit of the flow there so i'm sorry about that this is reality. Um, so you were you were sharing the fact that <laughs> absolutely like that's what we want to do on this one is like go actually like what i love is the, the podcasts that are really really they're all brilliant but the ones i really love is like where this real it's real it's like this is how it really yeah, goes to too edited. that's why i love the, the yeah like Joe Rogan stuff like you know I mean he, everyone would say him but there's him but there's there's others that you know I like the five live I like all sorts of different stuff but yeah I want this to be really honest and real so um yeah I've got fiber being connected in in the next couple of weeks and I can't wait because I've had enough of the internet going down because it keeps interrupting these wonderful conversations so you were sharing you know you're getting to work with this incredible portfolio you've got to work with a prime minister of, of um, the United Kingdom uh, you've traveled internationally you've spoken on Polish TV made your mum a superstar for Ever, i'm sure in her community like you know um which is amazing um so you know where when you look out to the future what what do you see for Natalka design you know you were just being actually before we go into the visuals actually i do want to capture this so we've just been through covid right and you we were sharing very early on that one of the things that we wanted to instill is some of those kind of really solid foundations about what it is to be a successful business owner and entrepreneur now you know, unfortunately COVID-19 would have rocked a lot of people and would thrown a load of people out, out of that boat, which is really shocking. And you seem to have fared pretty well through it. I know it's shocking. We've had a couple of conversations. I know it's been difficult at times, but so what are some of the fundamentals that you've put in place that meant that you've, you've surfed through or got through this fairly unscathed? This savings,
2: number one, so I, uh, you know, when it's, when it goes well, I don't just go and buy a boat let's let's say so i'm pretty smart with my money i think that always helps so uh knowing that i can cruise through these months without even any work so that really helps um still continuing to speak to people it, the only problem was how you speak to people so you can't no longer just like send like here's our latest stuff or whatever not that i always spoke like that anyways but you had to approach things so gently, so carefully. Everyone was going through something else. People had kids at home, people lost their jobs, people lost their loved ones, whatever else was happening. Still continue the conversation, don't just hide away, uh, but take it as a, it's time to catch up. It's just time to catch up whoever wants to catch up. And at the beginning, of course, everyone was quite open to Zooms and everything. Then the Zoom fatigue hit and no one wants to talk to anyone anymore, which I totally appreciate. But I continued the conversation. I, I reflected on the business. It actually allowed me to reflect on the business first time in nine years. And what that means, I always try to improve the website. I always try mm. to improve the colors, whatever. But it was a deeper dive in. So I looked at our, what are we? What are we here for? What are we doing? What is the purpose? Is this way of doing services the best way? Is this kind of a set up the best way or could it be better so so i literally hoovered through the business like no other another thing that really helped me and i always say there's so many things out there please be open-minded and research them i joined uh, two um kind of programs for women in business during pandemic which was all virtual i met some lovely other women in business i had some once a week once every other week conversations with other people that just kept us positive in this whole space so i did a hatch program for women i did a then jp morgan program for women for three or so months i had a mentor amazing lady that still speaks to me and i i was it was really helpful to just talk through the practical stuff in the business the things that are not great the things that are great what can i do better all that stuff so in short i was completely still it gave me the time to reflect, to improve, to hoover through, as I say, to clean up, to get rid of the things that I don't need. And it, I think that everyone went through a bit of a cleanse, even in a personal way, in a business way. I at least yeah. felt like that, where you kind of, how do I say that? You really look at perspective, with perspective at life, and you're like, what are the things I really want to invite in my life? And what are the things I definitely don't need to invite anymore? In, in a personal manner, in a business manner, it was just all a collective cleanse. So it really helped me in that way to kind of like, when things hopefully start getting back up, I'll be a bit more equipped, a bit in a better place. I can speak about what I do in a more confident way. And that's kind of what's been happening. And I've been seeing a lot of, I guess, good results from it. So it was a gift of COVID, I let, let's say, if I can say that, of course, the worst time for so many people, but it was a gift on those levels for myself, yeah
0: yeah i i am i really agree with you i mean i I went through a really tough period um through covid like really struggled with it like the sense of loss of liberty and i you know identity and the government suddenly stopping us from going out i'm like what the hell i've never experienced this in my life a government telling me what to do whereas obviously yourself and and mirka you know you post communist world there was a bit more understanding of that you know you know that sort of an an organization or a a group outside of you can tell you and limit you know can limit your freedom i really struggle with it but um and also the um, Mo went through a really difficult period, um, you know, took us to the wall almost financially. Um, AC as well went through a really difficult period. And, you know, like you're you're saying, we really took a long, hard look and we reflected and we did a deep dive as you were sharing and um you know we've we've come out better like mo has never been more successful never been more international ac has never been you know more successful has never been you know better financially we've got an incredible team and a community so i i am um, i think you know I, I hear it called lots of different things but one of the things is an existential crisis so where you're it's challenging your sense of meaning and purpose in life and then it's the existential opportunity and it's funny you know that the ex-ceo of um of network rail and um uh, you know one of the people that we we both know was steve featherstone he used to say to us never miss the opportunity in a crisis and it sounds like you've yeah. taken that opportunity you know you've not missed that opportunity in this in this but crisis. at the beginning
2: there was there was i was going through that uh, crisis a bit you know the uh, i discussed with my good friend uh, there's this you know what is this famous triangle of needs you know there's food <laughs>
0: oh yes Um, maslow's hierarchy
2: relationships friendships whatever and then we go up you know kind of feeling needed feeling like you have a purpose feeling needed and all that stuff and that tip of that triangle first time since i think starting the business which is a very weird reflection i felt like this at the start of the business where well, am I making any sense? Is there any value to what I do? Do people need me or is that like a gimmick? Is it nice to have or must have? What am I doing with the skill? And it really bounced back at the beginning of COVID where I felt the same things because of course the calls are not happening anymore. The emails are not happening. All your events are uh, canceled. No one's going to suddenly pick up a you know a new project for you. Of course, a lot of businesses as well thrive. Let's be honest. If you're a software or you were se- selling and you were doing amazingly. <laughs> yeah. But apart from it, lots of us experienced that silence, right? That that stillness. And I yeah. was struggling at the beginning, like, uh, like just, you know, talking to my friend, I was like, "When well, am, am I really needed? Or is that like, again, these questions pop up. And it was a very interesting space to be in where you're like, am I giving value? What am I doing? How is that helping people? And those questions really helped me to come back stronger with this, total cleanse of the business in terms of i know i'm giving value i know i'm needed but we realize we work when other people work you know we are service company we are here to serve you to help you to better your messaging your your uh, information your your storytelling but when you are active so i don't work when my clients are scared and not working Mm -hmm. or hiding so it was a very interesting kind of period to kind of you had to like really think about like what am I doing in my life? What is the value that I'm bringing? Am I bringing enough value? What is the bullshit? What is the no bullshit? And just like it really helped to steer that because there's never been time to sit and reflect properly. Let's be honest. If you're busy, you're busy. You don't reflect. So it's it was massively mm-hmm. important to actually sit. You were told to sit down in your little sad space, and you're like you know you're literally thinking yep. which there was never time to just sit and think and it was mind-boggling it was really needed
0: <clears throat> yeah and I, and I think there's lots of lots of lessons uh, you know that we've got to go you know we're not going to get into the profanity or not profanities the profound aspects of that not not swearing um but the profound aspects because because i think you're absolutely right i think that um Actually, as humanity and as entrepreneurs, we've got to reflect because my word, there's some big challenges we're facing into as humanity and humankind. So but let's we'll save that for another conversation when we can get more philosophical. Let's keep it practical here today and i love the fact that you're so aware of your emotions and that emotional roller coaster and that journey because as i say what a lot of the literature i see doesn't talk about the the emotional journey you go on as an entrepreneur and as a creative and as a person that's trying to bring value to the world and and you know you are and i love the fact that you're so honest and candid about it as well so back to what i where i wanted to kind of go now we're sort of um, coming through 2021, your, you your, your clients are starting to get busier. They're not hiding so much anymore. So, you know, what does it look like over the next five, 10 years? So take yourself out to 2030, you know, where could you be? You know, what, what does that look like for you? Potentially, if you, if you dare to dream, oh, what do you dare to dream? I don't know
2: dream? why I never liked these. You know? you know, I'm very much like a, what is going on oh, you know, anyway,
0: I know, whenever we did these dream boards <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. and things, I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> So um, not to say that I don't dream big or I don't make plans or I don't hope, but I am one of those people that whenever at any stage of this whole experience with my business, you would ask me, what's your business plan? What is this? What's your next five years? I honestly would say, I don't know. And not to say that like, I don't plan again or whatever, or Mm -hmm. strategize. I strategize, but I'm very, how do I say that? I'm moldable. I I flex a lot. I change in the Mm. quickest manner if i need to tomorrow you might not see the services that i do today if i need to so it's on you know i have my personal plans i have my hopes i have my dreams i hope that natalka design as a business gets stronger uh, less reliable on me as a person so i'm constantly working on that where i am the person the face of the company you name it whatever you want to name it i'm the creative lead i'm the you know business developer but i'm also more and more excited going through years to you know hand over amazing different parts of the business to other people who are better than me at that you know so the introducing the comms manager that Mm. i have now yes still part-time because i'm learning everything step by step as i said but i like the step by step so i see that he can take some of the load and he's so much better at this like so why wouldn't i that's amazing so I'm investing in someone, they're learning something, I'm learning something, I'm totally at peace with not having a clue what I'm doing and, tr- and being open to learn. And so I'm, I'm trying to be this person where more parts of my business can be handed to someone else and actively working on it, of course, in the, with the means that I have, because I have no investment, nothing like that in plan. And I, I, my dreams are not really into, again, having this 50 people office somewhere with a big investor and having to pay them off that's not never been the dream i guess for me the dream is to steadily slowly step by step uh, grow this business in a how do i say that pragmatic let's call it way from person to person try to introduce more people to the team try to win the bigger projects try to win the more retainer projects that can hold us for a year that i know what i can plan with my time and with my team so i just uh, I, I would like to see in the future years that i can be choosing more of the projects I want to do, be the creative lead, but step aside where I need to and let other people thrive and run it and, and, you know, and, uh, create, because it's, it's very actually exciting to, you know, it's quite lonely, as we always say, as an entrepreneur to just do everything by yourself and try to know everything by yourself is quite lonely. So now to have few other people to kind of bounce ideas back and forth and, have their perspective on something, or like, oh, you know, what I would name this like this, or I would write to them like this. I'm like, huh, I never thought about it. So it's very refreshing to get other people's perspective into the space, and I guess that's where I would like to see this. But if you ask me for the five ten, like, forget it. No, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: clears throat> and yet you've just, and yet you've just done it. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like, <clears throat> but you have, um, and and I think it's really interesting because. <clears throat> I think you've picked up on something that I want to to, um, talk about for a second excuse me is um lifestyle entrepreneur you know you've built a lifestyle brand you want a certain lifestyle you you know you are a classic digital native you can pick yourself up and be wherever you want in the world and still do be successful which is incredible and i think more and more of the future generation so my kids growing up that's their world you know my kids can be anywhere in the world you know my my issue with brexit was was the fact that we were losing that sense of european identity and freedom for my children to to be anywhere they wanted to be in that wonderful whole of europe and being part of the european family you know that that's what i really struggled with on that but um I've, cu- I've sort of come to terms with it and i hope we can find a, you know the right way going forwards but our kids are going to be you know internationalists you know global citizens they really are which is so exciting and you're living that i think the other thing that i want to just sort of bring to life is i love that fluidity that adaptability that dynamic that agile that nimble that really listening and observing and seeing what your clients and how you can be in service them you're doing that and, in, you know, the fact that you can shift your products and services and change it to kind of meet the changing market needs, I think is really important as well. The fact that you kept your cost base nice and tight, you know, you work from home, you're a virtual, you know, you've got a virtual business and then you bring talent in. And, and you've just said there is I believe in them and I invest in them and you bring in people that are better than you. And that is a, one of the fundamental things that I see about successful leaders and entrepreneurs is that their ego is in check. They're humble and they're excellent and they go, no, I want to bring people in that are better than me. And that's brilliant. So it's really, whilst you say, oh, I'm not sure about what that potentially looks like. And whilst you might not have a, here we are, this is exactly what it is. You, you have got a sense of the sort of direction it's going to go in. And I know you're a i So um, really lovely to hear that. So um, so lifestyle entrepreneur, we've just talked about, or portfolio lifestyle entrepreneur. Something else that I think is, is unique about you, Nat, and, and again, we've never really talked about this, is that, um, is that I think you're a serial um, creative serial entrepreneur because not only have you built Natalka Design, you've also built. You know, two years after Natalka Design, you built built, built Doodly doo Is it? it I is, always get it. Yeah. You know, is it oh, Doodly Do? Yeah. So. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's it's amazing. It's me. I'm always like, is it doodly do? And I'm always questioning myself. You know, it's uh, I'm always like, I'm sure it's doodly do. Um, so doodly do, how did that come about? And then what is it? Because it's ima- it's amazing what you've created. I mean, it really is another amazing. Here we go. Nats has had a creative idea and inspiration and. She's nailed it and made it happen. So tell us the it's story like of Doodly Do. It's like a spin-off of
2: Natalka Design. It's like a, I, I call it like a mischievous child of Natalka Design. Natalka Design is the responsible corporate provider, the mother, the one that you can, you know, securely put your, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, projects into. And Doodly Do is this kind of like sprung out of nowhere. Um, and it's a project that allows me to, as much as Natalka Design is very much B2B, and we are providing and helping people within the companies. And a lot of it is internal and will never see the light of the day. B 2 C was very kind of something I really wanted to experience. And Doodle Do allows me that because it's a it's basically doodling events that started as... I, I built the website, like no joke, because you can build these things these days quickly on Squarespace. I built it in the evening. I doodled the logo, literally doodled, and it stayed like that because it is what it is. And I was just needing... Um, as, I needed some sort of external kind of experiences for people. I needed, and I heard so much of the clients and my peers and friends and everyone around me saying, oh, you're this amazing drawer and, you know, the things that you do, but I can't draw for life. Like, what is that? I can't draw, I can't draw, I can't draw. I'm useless. What a negative self-talk everyone was giving me. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, yes, okay, that's true. I'm biased a bit here because I grew up drawing nonstop. It's such a skill as I call it the longest internship in my life. So I've got the 10,000 hours nailed. You know, it it is something that builds so much that wake me up at 4 a.m. I will visualize your prime minister speech like that from my bed. Um, But I was thinking about all the people that are curious, are are interested in the world of doodling and drawing and sketching, but it's not something in their everyday life. But they would like to try. So I, I thought, okay, how about I can just bring some people together, throw some papers and pens at them, No agenda, no nothing, whatever, we'll figure it out. Make some drawing games, timed games. All I want to do is for them to interact, have fun, connect, bond, get to know each other better. And suddenly after an hour, realize that they used a skill that they were always terrified of or scared of or thought of themselves less of, that they're useless. And they will still, let's be honest, they will not become Disney animators after an hour of doodly-doo. But the body language change, the confidence that they get, and the weird relief that they get from just experiencing using the right side of the brain in a bit different way for a second, rather than typing, computer, conversations, decks, whatever, uh, brought so much like life and spirit to them. So it started as like physical events for public, then it went to 20 different countries because people started knocking on my door and asking, can I start it in Toronto? Can I start in New York? Can I start it in Zambia? Whatever. (laughs) I'm like, um, I guess. So that's how it started as a public thing. But then I brought it very much quickly into the businesses. And we've done doodly doos, team building doodly doos for the likes of uh, Gap, Sony, Microsoft, you name it. And uh, did some cool partnerships. So now it's all virtual, but it's working really well. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And it's in twenty cities it started across the this world. Way. Of
2: course, pandemic and everything, you know, killed it off. It like a sure, not yeah. to say there was a regular thing. So in some countries it was a regular, in some countries it was a pop up. You know, there was one in here, one in there, two in there, depending on, of course, people's availability. Um, but it had a, it had its own life. It had its own vibe. And now it just <laughs> put it into virtual, and mm. it's almost weekly that we have a session with a company that wants to have fun for an hour, or we now do this well-being hour where we're putting some music on and you're doodling to it so it's more relaxing kind of taking care of your mental state kind of experience so we're playing with different types of products what can we do how can doodling and that sort of behavior enhance your well-being literally because even if you have fun that's your well-being right at work so uh, trying to play with that a bit more yeah
0: yeah, well, it's a, it's a, and I love the sense of there's the the mother, the responsible mother, you know, and then there's then there's this naughty, mischievous, playful child, you know. I love that. I love the fact that you've kind of set that out, and I think it's really interesting because you know, you know, I'm fascinated with psychology and. um and I think we know from psychology, from transactional analysis, that actually there's these things called ego states that all of us have got. And the one that you're talking about there is natural child. And our natural child is where all the imagination and creativity tends to sit. And the and the the fact that you set up a system and an environment where it's okay to be playful you know, is is amazing. And it's, you know, it takes me to sort of Lego, you know, Lego do all these sorts of different things about that in organisations as well. And it's, that's what Doodly Do does, you know, it's not just for organisations as an know you started it as B2C um, and it's phenomenal that it's grown. So I just want to pull out some of the insights that you've learned there. So you just had this idea, you just did a little doodle and you just started it, you just followed your intuition and you went with that. And then you, you built the website quickly for low cost, put it out there. How have people gone i found Nat, you know, Nat. I want, to, I want to kind of talk to you about that. How have they found you? How has that, how has it just grown? Because I know with you, it's like, I love the fact you're so pragmatic, but it's just started to grow internationally into all these different cities. How did the people find you? What What is it? What was, give me a social, story. Social,
2: putting it out there. So we did one, we yep. filmed it, we put it on YouTube. We put it on social. We started talking about it on LinkedIn. I mean, all these tools, let's be honest, they help you massively these days. If I start Natal Talk Sign before yep. all these tools, it would be a completely different experience. Me saying hi to you on Twitter, maybe would never happen in real life. Maybe I would never bump into you. Maybe it wouldn't be the same setup. So use the tools. There's so many of these days. Now podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm in London. You're in your beautiful house. We're still talking, right? So um, it just we yep. spread the word, and then suddenly you know you you send uh, you you share it with people in art kind of uh, spaces and groups and all that, and someone from Ireland suddenly was like I would like to start it I love doodling and I know a lot of people I love networking but it's a bit boring and it's just beer and ping pong and I started so kind of that's how it went that way um and it was just like a word of mouth situation um so so yes on the virtual the same thing can happen so that's the beautiful thing about the whole virtual world it just opens up everything globally so I can have a session with Japanese client I can have a session with you know a new york client or london client so it doesn't really matter so that that openness to global experience now is i think it's magical you should use it as much as you can if you can in your work right.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important because I think one of the things that I've learned, and um, I've learned this for myself, and, and I, you know, the last two years of my life, you know, I've hidden my voice away personally, you know, I've taken a bit of time out and, um, you know, reflected quite profoundly on who I am and where I want to be, and I've spent wonderful time with my family, which, you know, I think one of the things that I've reflected on is that I was so driven, you know, I'm 50 next year and I've driven my life so hard to be successful. Um, And I've had, I've had the opportunity to take some time out and stop and not be so work centric. Um, And I think that's, you know, it's, it's really wonderful. Uh, But, But the reason I'm sharing that story is is because it's like, you know, I've finally figured out that actually I don't want to just be a work slave. So, and I think you've got the right balance on that. But the thing that's happened is that I hid my voice, right? For the first time in my life that I can remember, I've hidden my voice for the last two years and I've just been the invisible hand. And I even put that on my LinkedIn and and I'm really, I love being the invisible hand. Um, I really do love that space, but you have to have a voice. You have to share your voice. And what I love about both your stories is that you were scared. There was fear and you push beyond it and you put it out there. And guess what? People went, actually, really love what you're doing. You can trust the world is basically what I'm trying to say is you have to have a voice. You have to put it out there. And Doodly Do just really demonstrates it because it's not like you've got these people that are employed by you. You don't pay them, do you? Um, you know, and they're, they're connected into it because they love the idea. And they're like, I want to do something that's fun and different. And they found you because you've been bold, because you've been honest about what you sense in the world and what you'd love to do. Um, and I think that's a massive message for people that have got a dream is you've got to put that dream out there. And I I know, and I know, you know, like the fear that you have to get over, like authors will know anyone that is a content creator, a creative, like it is scary at times to put yourself out there and reveal yourself. And you're like, will I get rejected? Will, I, will people laugh at me? There's all that emotional play that plays out. And I love the fact that you've just declared it, put it out there and, and you're attracting these wonderful people that get you. And, and you know that connect into that vision and idea and then from what you're sharing is they're taking that forwards because you know i'm sure you don't control what goes on in yeah no meetings. it's and
2: it's like the most wonderful um i think it's it just i i always learn like whenever i was doing those do leaders in person so sometimes imagine the scene you're doing the event but you have to come two hours before you have to set it up it's a lot of work, you know, like you don't even expect, it's not a moneymaker. It's just an experience you want to have with people. And of course it grows your brand. So of course there's there's my agenda there, but the main agenda is to kind of like, how can I make this amazing experience? And, you know, if someone gives me a tenner, it's not going to break my bank or anything, but it's just something to try and test. And, you know, always after these doodly doos, uh, you pack, there's a mess, you're home after 10 p.m. in an empty tube, you're tired and all that. And you're like, and you're thinking like, why the hell do I do that? Let's think about this. Why, why do I need this part of my life? And qu- quickly I realize, and I see in other people, this energy, this like happiness going through my body. I spent some quality time with other people. I made them laugh. I made them connect. I made them enjoy themselves. I made them put away that bloody phone for a second. And seeing that as well, let's say that happened in Nairobi, where... How is that even possible? I will never probably be there. A bunch of lovely people connected, sat down, drew, laughed or whatever because I can see from the videos and the pictures. Apparently, even someone, it's a still not, uh, not checked correctly, but someone got married through meeting at Doodly I mean, my life is like, goals are met. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> it's a tool, it's a vehicle that allowed me to... Um, touch and affect people beyond myself, beyond my room, beyond my city, beyond my existence. Cause they'll never meet me probably. So it was, that's the interesting part of it that like, wow, if I made one person smile somewhere in Nairobi, because maybe they had a shitty day and they went to doodly do and they have now, like they met some friends, they're feeling better about those, about themselves. They maybe start doodling after that. I mean, that that is, the, those reasons in, for my existence are then growing and that kind of like feeling needed and feeling valued and feeling like i'm giving something more to the world is coming back massively in like heaps so so that's why i kind of like you know make yeah. sure that they both exist
0: yeah well i mean so it's really interesting because um you know i've just i've just had a day sitting with my um, oldest and best friend on the fishing lakes and uh, we were talking about uh, Mo and the fact that we're such a contributor spirit and everything and he said um and he was challenging me around not 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 that because he absolutely gets it but he's also saying and what, what are you going to do commercially you know what's your next big thing for commercially and I'm, like, I'm I'm still coming it's still coming it's still coming and I was explaining to him like the the, the emotional goodwill that I get from like seeing what Mo does and what the AC does and, and all these other things it's just amazing it's like the 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 flow back that you get like just makes you feel so good your own emotional bank account just starts to kind of grow because of the the goodwill and and seeing people do stuff that matters to them is just incredible so incredible story there and and voice so we talked we picked up a little bit about voice now i don't know this story i don't know how this happened but what i do know is like you've done ridiculous number of tedx talks now so how many tedx's have you done six. Oh my God. That's amazing. I've done one and I was proud of that and I don't need to do it again. Um, It was wonderful. Six. You've done six, which is amazing, right? So so here we are talking about, Um, and the other thing that as I'm, I'm just going to share with you what's going on as I listen to you is it almost feels like I, I remember that kind of scared timid fearful young lady you're a young lady you weren't a a little girl you were a young lady who had all this potential and and here i'm like going wow this is a powerhouse like not in a alpha female sort of stylistic but in a really humble excellent you know got it i know what i'm doing i've got myself here you know i'm I'm sorted like and i'm i'm here you know you're talking about self-actualization on on that maslow right there's a path part that doesn't get talked about actually which is the bit that i'm always fascinated in so there's self-actualization but then there's self-realization and for me what that means is it's like you start forgetting yourself and you help others and i'm hearing there's elements of that now really creeping into you it's about how do i serve the wider you know wider group and i think that you know that that says quite a lot about your you know your personal entrepreneurial and personal development which is incredible so tedx six of these right how how have you done you that?
2: You do one, and then you suddenly kind of get invited. So that's one of the ways, because it's such a global community, and people start to know each other. And first of all, I um, it wasn't my first one, so I did like two Tedx's, and then I decided to uh, co-run a Tedx in London ages ago, like 2012, before even Natalco Design was anything. Again, another way of me trying to put myself out there and create something, right? Because it was all voluntary; you're not paid long hours but through running TEDx ages ago still till this day I met my two best friends what a gift uh Mm -hmm. other people that I know not as my closest friends but just you meet the most amazing people because everyone's just there to give their energy learn something find amazing speakers and just just gift that to other people because they learn as they go um so yeah so so First ones, I was basically invited. I think my first one, I don't remember. It was uh, maybe in Switzerland, maybe in Poland. I'm not sure yet. But um, yeah, I traveled around. But you kind of like when you do one and you organized it, you're in that family. And someone suddenly is like, Natalia, would you like to do one in France? We're doing one. Our students are running one. Could you, would you like to come? Mm. So, So it kind of like flows like that. And other times you just actively can suggest, so why not? Another kind of confidence kind of moment from you. So let's say you see one in Monaco and you mentioned that you've done one or two and you run it so you know the community, you love it and see if they want to consider you. So either you give the energy or the energy comes back to you again. So, uh, you know, I've always been like that. If I see something interesting, as you say, I just ask, I don't expect anything to come back. Zero expectations, totally fine if you don't even care who I am. But I'll always ask and see what happens. So that's always been me.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things that I think you've done, I have to admit, I haven't um, watched all of them. I've watched two or three of them. And what I, what was struck by, what I was struck by is they're all different. Is that right? You've talked about a different subject because, you know, I see other people, what they do is they go, I've got a theme and then I just talk to that theme. I don't change the story or I adapt the story slightly. Whereas yours has got a central theme, but it's like, you've gone off in different directions. Almost. I don't know if this is right. Cause I say, I haven't done my research, but it's like, it feels like you're, you're sharing. This is what I know right now. Like this is, this is where I've evolved to and this is what I'm going to share some useful insights right now. Is that the, have I got that right? Or am yeah, I, I think there?
2: that the, the themes always guide you. So let's say the theme will be ripples or the theme will be future. Mm -hmm. And I just sit there and I'm like, okay, this is me as a human. I can't really speak about finances, technology, or anything because I'm not going to pretend I'm not a person who knows this. There's amazing people out there. But I've got these skills. I've got this knowledge. I'm learning every year. I'm reflecting every year. So as you say, this is the theme. This is me now. This is what I've learned. How can I connect this? And, of course, it will be swimming around my world because, I again, I'm not going to pretend I'm someone who is not or speaking about stuff that I don't know, Mm because imagine that, that would be funny. Um, But I always try to find something within that theme. I always try to connect with it. So if the theme is resilience, okay, what is the story in my head about resilience that really reflects to me and I can share with these people? Um, So yeah, it's just kind of, I guess the themes really inspire you to, what is the world now? What what do I know? What can I share? What is useful?
0: Yeah. No, well, it's what it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So you know, if we go back to sort of um, the beginning of that moment when we met, it's like it's it's quite phenomenal. Like genuinely phenomenal. It's not quite not quite ten years, yeah. but it's not far off what you've achieved in a decade. You know, one of my favorite phrases is, you know, most people um, most people overestimate what they can achieve in one year, underestimate what they can achieve in ten. Uh, rare, very rarely consider what their life might be about and very very rarely think about what what the future generational ripples could be so generational legacy um, you know and so it's it's quite wonderful so when you sort of sit from where we are here right now and you look back at your story of your sort of I'll call it the creative entrepreneurial nat that emerged and there's loads of different identities that y- you know you've you've built from this What what are some of your deep personal reflections, you know, what are you thankful for? What are you, what do you have gratitude I mean, for?
2: Do you have time? <laughs> Cause I have all the time. <laughs> um, I've, I mean, I'm grateful for so many things. If, if, if we focus on our conversation, I'm grateful for the chance given to be listened to and to have a moment to speak to someone again from outside of completely my circle. And I think, you know, it just shows how like never underestimate any conversation or any connection with a human you have. Cause you, you really never know. It can go somewhere. It doesn't have to go somewhere. It can come back to you in three years. It can, you know, you never know. Right. Uh, but just, just grateful for, um, having that instilled belief that I can do things and then running with it. I'm grateful for trusting myself that I can do it. I'm grateful for all the opportunities every day. And still am. I don't take anything for granted. So if if this goes down tomorrow, still, who am I? What kind of person am I? What am I doing? Will I freak out? Will I still continue? Will I still continue to create and figure it out? I will. Because the 10 years almost kind of, you know, taught me there's ups and downs. There'll be nice people in your life. There'll be not nice people in your life. You will behave in this way. You will behave in that way. I mean, what a learning, but it's just a bag of feeling grateful for the people that I met, including yourself, for the chance being given, for being able to show my skills and share them with the world. Cause that is a great feeling to have, um, for the, all the opportunities for living where I live, because I, I've always spoke about it. Like I could not get the same opportunities in Poland, even observing it now. Yes, it's growing, it's becoming more creative, more people are coming into it, more technology is growing. It's really exciting to see. But my 10 years here were supposed to happen here. Like the, all the opportunities that London as a city, people, communities, everyone open up for me. You know, I couldn't ask for more. So there's a lot to be grateful about, but definitely the people that I met on the way, mm including yourself because because that's where the conversation that's where the journey starts in a way
0: yeah and i think it's really i, I you know i always know that you've got huge gratitude in life but i think it's really great that you appreciate yourself as well because actually it's you that's made this happen and i think that's really important yes you've had some people that believe in you and then it's grown and and now people benefit from you but you've made it happen you know you take, you know, as you are, own what you've done, you know, and I think that's a message that I do really want to get to people that are hoping to create their own business, their own lifestyle organisation, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what label you give it. It's like actually... Own your power. Like, you know, it should have almost, you know, a friend of mine once said to me, Mo should have been called Ministry of Empowerment because it really is. And and your story is testament to that, is that you've empowered yourself. Like, yes, I believed in you. And then there's other people that absolutely, you've made it happen. You genuinely have made it happen. And you've just gone on this incredible magical creative path that will collide you with disney at some point i'm sure of it you know you will get to work more with them uh you know we know that that will happen it just will do because the universe will conspire and what i mean by that is someone will listen to this or someone will hear you would love to do it and they'll go oh i know i know disney i'd love to connect you <laughs> so uh um yeah no wonderful so um one of the things that i want it to be and i know this will be um this is a sort of final section now really is pragmatic so when you you know talking to some of the young people not young people because you know starting a business is a scary moment i i just spoke to a guy yesterday who's leaving the bbc after 20 years and i could just hear the fear in him like oh my goodness and yeah he's got a phenomenal experience like and i'm like oh you don't need to worry mate you're gonna be fine and he's like well i don't i'm not ready to set up my own business and i'm like absolutely so it's not just about young people Um, it is about people that could be at midlife it could be people that have retired and go I want to set up a business it could be people you know um, like David Attenborough who are 92 and still wanting to you know hack it who is my hero he's absolutely one of my heroes Uh, I you know I want to be like him still working at that age and and making a contribution in the world Um, so what are your pragmatic Natalka's top tips however many you want however few you want what are your top tips
2: just do it. And I need to sing it because, you know, like, and I have an amazing example, just like you said, I'm not gonna say his name. Um, a dad of two, working in different industries in social media for years, same situation, terrified of making a change for different reasons. The change arrived at him. Do I want to continue to work for someone? Very interesting. Or do I want to start something that I always felt in my God, he's been talking to me for years about wanting to try this whole freelance world and doing projects on his own and on his own uh, terms. And guess what happened? And I was the same like you. Ah, you don't have to worry. And he's like, no, but money, but this, but how, but who's going to talk to me, especially pandemic, blah, blah, blah. What happened? Even during like he was leaving the job, he's now full on busy with different projects and and it's out, out of capacity. And I'm not saying that all came to him out of nowhere. What did he do? I always said to him like, Talk to humans. Share where you Mm -hmm. are right now. What do you do? The the experience and everything will literally follow you because you've got experience. You can't even like, it's there because you have a beautiful portfolio because you know people. You always know people and people know people. So even if in your closest Mm -hmm. circle, no one's going to be like, I've got a offer for you. I've got a project for you. John knows 10 other people. 10 other people know 10 other people. There's that beauty of kind of like word of mouth and kind of but, but being in touch. So I always say, talk to other people, whatever age, whatever situation, wherever you are. This whole experience, whether you want it or not, shows us that you can start businesses very much from, the, from your room, with your little laptop, setting up a website in a day, setting up social in a second day, talking to people on a third day, see what happens. But also don't expect that the entire world was going to call you on the fourth day. Keep talking, keep talking on the fifth day, keep talking on the sixth day, listen to them, listen to what they want. Do they want this? Or maybe they actually suggest and want to bring in their suggestions. What actually looks like, uh, what what they think they need. Uh, Reflect, ask people, but also make sure that you do something that you really feel strongly about. So, if I say, I really like green, but you're like, nah, I prefer red. You should go with red. If in the, my gut, I feel that it's definitely green <laughs> and I want to test it, even if it fails, test it, test the green, you know, and then continue, continue, continue to develop, listen and all that, but never forget like the core. If at the core you're green, you know, show it to the world, talk to people. So that's the only thing I've always been saying, like, don't sit there. If you are an amazing poet writer or you make some beautiful crafts and arts or pottery or you cook super amazingly or you've always been that chatty person that no one can stop and that means you could start an amazing podcast with some humans try do it talk to people talk (laughs) yeah
0: amazing amazing absolutely phenomenal phenomenal so we could go on for hours and like this is just take one of this because we're we going to be doing this again like we know that um because there's just so many more avenues that we could have explored and i i love your candor your honesty that you know people use the word authentic too often but for me you're real like i love your realness and i love i love how honest you are and candid you are about the highs and the lows and the challenges and the difficulties and the the kind of a maturing that you have to go through as if you want to be successful with running your own business and it's not just about running a business This what we're talking about is life you know this is about you know jeepers when i when i think you know as i say i'm getting towards 50 and i think i've probably gone through several midlife crises but actually through those crises through those dark periods through those difficulties you learn you grow and hopefully you you kind of go no actually i want to be a better human being i want to live a better life i want to be make more uh, bring more value to the world and um you know it's just so immense to hear your story and hear where you are in life so well done you and thank you for sharing those tips for for the people that would love to connect with you which i think will be lots where do they where do they find you in website, the world website
2: so the good old natalkadesign.com or on social natalkadesign, design or i can also leave my personal social you know which is instagram and twitter and all these things there's always a way but yeah the the you can always find me through natalkadesign.com. design.com um Doodly do is being built now so don't go there <laughs> rebuild um yeah but yeah there's there's many ways so yeah always always happy to chat always happy to say hello
0: oh fantastic well um you know especially anyone from the mo community that's listening out do check out natalia's but you know people from beyond that please do and um you know come and have a look at mo as well and um it's just been fabulous um you are for me the the kind of the original, you know, the original momentee, But um, I'm deeply proud of of you know being sort of associated to you and knowing you. But you know, really proud of who you are. You know, you're not you're not just somebody that's successful, but you're kind and you're caring and you're supporting and you're kind of paying it forwards. And I think that that's that's one of the biggest gifts that we can provide in life. So well done, you. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, you know, look forward to the yes, next instalment.
2: Is it is it in a ten year next year or? <laughs>
0: No, I don't, don't think so. We'll see. Oh, who knows where this pod adventure is going to take us? We, I just, you know, I'm really enjoying this. You know, I'm, I'm, and, and I tell you, you know, I'm happy to share why. Um, so I was, I was really afraid to kind of start doing this, and the AC were like, no, come on, do a, do a series, launch our podcast, really get our podcast going. So I started it, and I fell in love with it because what do I love? I love listening to people. I love hearing their life stories. I love asking them questions that can be, and and we're recording this. And you know, when I, you know, you think about what I was sharing about generational legacy. You know I know that this media that we're creating now, this content that we're creating now, can last and, and actually future generations that I will never get to know might well be listening to this. you know they'll be listening to you, they'll be listening to our conversation and so for me, that's what why it deepens it and I love this I love this as a as a you know you talked about ripples, so audio ripples that can go go out across the world and hopefully influence and impact people positively. so that's why love I love it. Can't wait and,
2: to listen to all of them know. very nice and you look like a
0: <laughs> brilliant. Uh, um, yeah, an old, oh, old whatever. craggy one. <laughs> I'm only kidding. That was that was me kidding. Um, no, brilliant. Well, thanks for your time. You so That's much. been a real pleasure.
1: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. What an inspiring talk between Darren and Natalia. Amazing how Natalia really highlights the power of word of mouth and the ripple effect that it can have. Um, something that we strongly believe in here at Mo. If you're a Mo graduate and would like to get in touch and share your story, please get in touch with me at maizie at mofoundation.com. That's M-A-I-S-I-E at mofoundation.com. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure that you are subscribed to our channel and you can also find us on social media at mofoundation. Thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.